Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your hosts, mother and daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation and are dedicated to Gloria and Heidi's son and brother, Scott, and to all those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, whose mission it is to help people find hope after loss. We hope you'll visit us on our website, opentohope.com, and sign up for our newsletter and for um, our Facebook site. And we hope you'll become part of our Open to Hope family. If you're a person who likes to write, you might want to come in and sign up for Write for Us. And we want to remind you that all the shows that are uh, that we've recorded, we have probably over 500, you can find them on opentohope.com. And you can also download them on iTunes. And this show's recorded every, will be on our sites every Thursday at 9 a.m. Uh, California time and 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Well, Heidi, good morning. We've got a really interesting guest today and uh, talk about timely. Um, Emily, I love the fact that you've written a book about Facebook. I mean, it's uh, an amazing thing, isn't it, Heidi? Absolutely, and I love it because I was interviewed by Time Magazine on looking at Facebook and how it helps people through the grief process and gives people like an open forum and a social networking place to grieve and to feel supported. So I'm excited to hear what our guest found out today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, Heidi, why don't you uh, ta- kind of give us a little intro about Emily, and then I've got uh, some questions I want to ask her and comments. Okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Emily. Emily Liebert is an award-winning internationally published writer and author. She has a strong interest in how lives can be altered through social networking and has written a book, Facebook Fairy Tales, where she reminds us of modern-day miracles and the resilience of the human spirit, even online. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much. Emily, this is a really interesting book, and as I said, so timely. I wanted to read uh, something from your foreword. First of all, I am blown away. My husband, we're in the venture business, and uh, well, my husband is, and I'd say I'm sort of in the business with him. And uh, he knows these people because we're in Silicon Valley, and actually they've invested in Facebook, but he doesn't know uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who is the CEO and founder, and I am amazed that you were able to get an interview with him. That was pretty great. I bet you were happy. Yeah, Mark is a very busy guy, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's not, you know, it's not easy to get time with him, but... um, Facebook did agree to support the book in a couple of ways. One, that they fed me stories. Um, two, that they allowed me to interview Mark for the foreword. And uh, three, that they allowed me to use um, their logo as part of my cover. And, um, you know, I think that Mark just was excited about the book because he loves that these amazing stories are coming from Facebook. It's such an, you know, an unexpected bonus to everything they're doing over there. So for that reason, he was willing to share some of his time with me, and I was very grateful for that opportunity. Well, he should be excited about what's happening in the grief and loss world as far as Facebook goes. You know, Compassionate Friends, which is the largest uh, grief support group for bereaved parents in the world, uh, has a Facebook page. How many people do they have on it now, Heidi? Do you know? Almost like, 9,000. Nine, almost 9,000 friends on their site. Wow. And that has been, guess what, in the last six months. So it, it is pretty amazing what's happening with, with Facebook. And, and also we're using it for our site. It's been wonderful. But I wanted to read something for you forward because I think it's so interesting uh, where it says uh, its population exceeds 350 million. 
More than 8 billion minutes are spent on Facebook every day. Over 2 wow. billion photos are uploaded to it each month. It's available in 70 languages. If it were a country, it would be the fourth largest across the globe. Is that and amazing? And those statistics have, have come up since then. It's now over 400 million uh, active users and, uh, you know, even more photos and even more minutes, more languages. Um, it, it's just growing, you know, infinitely by the, by the minute. <laughs> you know, I want to I, I wanna talk to our listeners a little bit about your book and, and kind of give them an oversight because um, I really want to focus in on the grief and loss aspect. But before I do that, I want to say that there are so many great stories in this book about how people have used Facebook and um, ways to raise money, uh, ways to somebody found their father, um, you know, uh, what other quick little stories are there in, in here? I mean, there's so many. And, and I, what I liked about it, frankly, is that as a person who's trying to figure out how to use Facebook for our foundation uh, in the most, you know, in the most efficient way, there are so many stories in here about how you can use Facebook. So I would suggest for one reason to pick it up, not only for the great stories, but on taking a look at what you can do with Facebook, Emily. Yeah, I mean, it's not meant to be a how-to book, but, but you know, I suppose you're right in that through these stories, um, you really get to see the various ways Facebook can be used. And that was one of the things that, you know, people kind of say, how did you choose the 25 stories for the book? And, you know, I, I could have found 25 romances. Um, I could have probably found five people who found their birth parents or, or more. But what I really wanted to do is be sure that the stories were diverse and that not all of them had people, you know, connecting through a status update or raising money through a group um, or a cause page. I wanted each story um, to, you know, to be to unique in its way that Facebook played a role in the, the happy ending. Absolutely. So it's a great book. Now tell people how to get it. I love the front of it, the Facebook fairy tales and the name of it, and it's, it's really neat. Modern Day Miracles to Inspire the Human Spirit. So, how to get it? Uh-huh. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com, on BarnesandNoble.com, on Borders.com, uh, in your local Barnes & Noble retailer, um, and really in, in a bookstore near you. It's available everywhere. That's great. Well, I wanted to really kind of focus in a little bit on the Elkins family um, in your book. And could you talk about that family a little bit? Absolutely. And, you know, this is such good timing for this uh, conversation because I just came back from visiting with the Elkins family in Athens, Alabama. Oh, how So great. I have been out there with them. Uh, I just came back, returned yesterday, and I was out there with them for five days. Um, the Elkins family, you know, their story, which is called Heaven Sent, was... Chapter 23, by the way. Yes. Beautiful, um, by the really, way, also beautiful pictures of the Elkins family. So after yeah. you hear her talking about this, you're going to want to get this book because a uh, lovely family picture and a picture of their daughter. They're such a gorgeous family, um, you know, inside and out. And, um, you know, what I really loved about this story, it, was, it truly was one of the most unique stories in the book because the book is called Facebook Fairy Tales, and this story is about a family that lost their teenage daughter very suddenly to meningitis um, a little under two and a half years ago. And, you, you know, you don't think of that as a fairy tale by any means, but 
what why I included it in this book and why I felt that it you know it was a necessary story for the book is that the role that Facebook played in the story was to inject you know a certain amount of happiness as much happiness as was possible and as much good that could come out of such a horrific loss um, not only you know were the Elkins able to you know in the wake of her death able to start a cause page on Facebook to raise money and awareness for meningitis but really the most touching part of the story and Facebook's role was that Talbot Elkins, uh, Jessica Elkins' father, um, used Facebook as his means of coping with the loss. Every day, every single day, for the past two and a half years, he has written a Facebook note to Jessica. And, you know, he he's realizes that she doesn't receive them, that she's not reading them. You know, it's not irrational. He's sending them because that's, the way he stays connected to her and, you know, that's how he can express his feelings and unload things off of his chest that he might not be able to say to someone else. And not only does he write her these notes, but he stays in touch with her friends via Facebook. And that's, that's sort of, you know, his link to her. And it has been for two and a half years. And I was speaking to him about this when I was out in Alabama and he just said he really, without Facebook, he doesn't know what he would have done. He said he poured all of his energy into starting this, this cause um, to raise money and awareness for meningitis. Through Facebook, they put on a memorial beauty pageant, which was part of the reason why I was out there as a featured guest. Um, and they've just spread the word, um, articles, research to all sorts of people um, that they never would have been connected to without this wonderful new portal for that. Uh, I shouldn't say new, it's six, six years old, but relatively new. Absolutely. Well, they keep changing it, and I, I notice that one of the things that they are committed to doing is making it easier, which I think is great. Well, how do you link into that uh, Facebook page today, didn't you? The I, I'm, I'm, I just pulled it up right now. I mean, you don't... I love it because you don't actually have to be one of the friends on here to get on the page. So right. I can kind of just, you can just go on right now. And, it, and this guy just wrote in, his name is Jack, and he just said that uh, he watched Jessica's mom in the local TV news special. Uh, yes, I, I was so on with like, her. <laughs> oh, you were? Fabulous. We did a bunch of publicity together while we were out there to help raise money. And um, part while I was out there, um, I signed 585 books. And a portion of all of those sales went to raise money for meningitis. How fabulous. Well, I wanted to get, you know, I was, uh, when I told people I was going to, to uh, do this show and, you know, carrying your book around, and people were very fascinated with the whole idea. And so I started asking some people in my world how they use Facebook. And I was interested because uh, my 18-year-old granddaughter said, my brother's, I said, well, Lizzie, what are you getting out of Facebook and grief and loss? And, you know, that's not, grief and loss is not high on a senior in high school's hip parade. And so I said, you know, what, do you have any Facebook story? And she said, well, not, not really, Grandma. And then she said, well, my friend's brother died by suicide when he was away at college, and his sister put pictures of him and her when they were little, and she made a Facebook group called Memory, In Memory, and a lot of people joined, and family and friends from his college, people who didn't even know him, wrote on the wall of Facebook group. 
and she said it was good because we uh, there were dates of the memorial services and events, and I think that a lot of times it totally is hushed up when there's a death, especially suicide, and I think being more public prevents rumors and makes it a place where people can celebrate rather than question what happened and the family can get support. Now, I Absolutely. think that's totally amazing for an 18-year-old person to have that whole experience and to realize through Facebook, she even realizes the stigma around suicide. So it's pretty unbelievable. And then somebody, another person, Malou, who belongs to my Compassionate Friends group, I run a group for people, you know, very newly bereaved people there, and Malou does our, um, our newsletter for us. And she, she is from uh, the Philippines, and she had two children killed in an automobile accident last year, and she lives in the United States, and she, Malou said she was able to connect with her friends through Facebook. I had not seen them for some time and did not know most of her, their friends, but I put a notice on Facebook and received many videos and comments about my children. It was really amazing. Isn't that something all the way from the Philippines? Yeah, and I mean, it's also, you know, it's not only, there are a couple stories in the book as well where, um, I don't want to necessarily say that it was a support for grieving because the, the people ended up surviving, but there are two stories in the book, one where a very young woman in her early 30s heard from a completely unexpected stroke. She was a triathlete. She was in the best shape of her life and one day just had a stroke and almost died. Um, and there was another a similar, uh, not similar, but a situation where um, ironically, a man who was a crime reporter in Philadelphia um, was hit and run and put in a coma, and they thought he was going to die. And um, both of their families, friends, significant others used Facebook as a means for support during that time and as a means of communication. And as, as you're saying, it's just really remarkable how people just in our modern world, now all of a sudden there's this new outlet where you can communicate with so many people at once. And, you know, I, I know a lot of times when something bad happens in someone's life, you feel this pressure to kind of let everyone know. You know, it's, it's like the same with, it's with good news and with bad news. You feel like, you know, I don't want this to linger on forever. I just want people to know and have them know. But you're not in a place where you want to start calling hundreds of people and letting them know that something bad's happened. You know, you're trying to grieve for yourself. And all of a sudden, there's this place where one post or, you know, one easily sent email message to hundreds of people can disseminate information, you know, at the snap of a finger. Absolutely. It's amazing. Well, Emily, uh, could you talk a little bit about the founder of Facebook real quick and how he happened to do it? Because it's kind of a, an amazing story. Yeah. Um, Mark Zuckerberg is the founder of Facebook. He founded uh, Facebook with uh, some of his college roommates in their Harvard dorm room about mm. six years ago. And uh, he's, as many people don't realize, 25 years old. He does not seem like he's 25 years old. He is extremely brilliant, and when I had the opportunity to interview him, was extremely gracious. Um, as I think I mentioned before, uh, Facebook agreed to support the book by um, allowing me to interview him for the foreword. So Mark was very generous to share uh, a good chunk of his time to speak with me about these stories and kind of his vision for where Facebook is heading 
And, um, you know, I shared some of the stories in the book with him, and he was really touched by them. And, you know, one thing he, he said is that he is very uninterested in sort of the publicity aspect of this. You know, Mark is not someone who cares about being given titles or designations, like, you know, the, the most brilliant man of the year, or the most important man of the year. What he's concerned with is connecting people around the world and allowing people to share their stories and their photos and updates about their life. And he said that he feels that 400 million people is really the beginning and that in five to ten years, Facebook will be as ubiquitous as regular email or as a web web browser like Google. And um, he also said, you know, that beyond connecting people, what they really concentrate on is making the site user-friendly. And you had said earlier that, you know, it's, it's easy. And mm-hmm. that's what they're going for. You know, every time they, they, they make a change or, you know, there's kind of a new incarnation of Facebook, you see a lot of people griping. But mm-hmm. I always kind of smile because what I realize is that they're doing this because in the long run, it's actually going to be easier for you. You may not realize it at the time because a lot of people are resistant, fundamentally resistant to change. Um, but what they're doing is for a very specific reason, and it's to streamline things and make them easier. And that's why 15, 16-year-olds and below that age even can use the site. And that's why my grandmother, whose name I won't whose age I won't mention, (laughs) Um, but who's obviously, uh, you know, significantly older than 15, um, who can also use the site because it's easy. And um, Well, well, when I'm thinking, Emily, I'm thinking of comparing this to my own website. It is so much easier to go in and make changes and download photos and make comments, et cetera, and post things on Facebook than it is on my website. Absolutely. You probably have someone who does that for you. Um, well, I want don't more power to you, but <laughs> I, think I know I, I do. You I, know, but with Facebook, yeah. you can do everything yourself. Yeah. Heidi does quite a bit of that for us. But I want to thank Mark Zuckerberg from our family because Heidi, talk a little bit about a couple of the stories of our family. Well, I guess one thing which totally struck me was that um, a few things have happened this year. And I remember this is been, remember Emily. This is twenty six years since our son was ki- killed. Heidi's right. brother. Right. My brother. My brother's been dead twenty six years, and. I just found out two weeks ago, I just posted something about him on Facebook because there's this guy named Alan Peterson that's doing a, a, a national tour with, a, you know, going around and singing in all these venues in the names in honor of, the, of people that have died. So one night he was, like, honoring my brother, so I posted it on Facebook, Scott Horsley is being honored tonight, and, like, ten people, now I haven't heard from these people in years, ten people that kind of were out in, on Facebook and were at friend of me came on. And, and made comments about my brother. And one of them said, this guy I hadn't spoke with in a long time, said, did you know that I coached your brother when he was in high school? I was his high school coach. Now, I never knew this. Right. So I'm finding out stories 26 years later that I had no idea about. And I'm like, what a gift to give me. You're sharing stories of my brother that I've never heard before 26 That's years amazing. later. It was fabulous. And I think Heidi's uh, younger sister, Heather, we just got, uh, I haven't talked to her about it, but uh, Scott's friend, John Jensen, who they were very, very close. We haven't heard from John for years and years and years, and he just got a hold of Heather, right, Heidi? Yeah, he friended her. And, you know, that was my brother's best friend, and he friended her on Facebook, and she hasn't heard from him in probably over 10 years. 
So, I mean, it's, it's so amazing. I think Facebook is a happy place. I mean, you know, people constantly asking me, why do you feel like all of these good things are coming from Facebook? And I think what it comes down to is we live in a world where people are swamped and overwhelmed and harried all the time. And, you know, your your inbox can be someplace that's stress-filled with professional obligations. And Facebook is a, a, you know, a place that people take time out. Well, Well, it can be used for professional purposes, Oftentimes, people will take time out, go on. They feel good there because they're sharing with their friends and their family and they're seeing happy photos. And what I've noticed through the promotion of this book and even through personal interactions like you're describing is that people seem to have more of a generosity of heart and spirit on Facebook for some reason than they, than they may in everyday life. And it's hard to put your finger on exactly why other than to say that it seems to be a place where people feel happy. And and things move very quickly, too. You add things and add other things, and, it, and it's easy. I wanted to give one last story before we close the show, and that is uh, from a woman named Rosanna whose daughter, Rebecca, was killed. Uh, well, she was actually killed in a murder-suicide. And she uh, was a beautiful young woman, and her mom knew that she had a Facebook site and uh, she was able to uh, get her password. And she said that, she opened up the site, she said it was like a treasure chest, hundreds of pictures, wonderful exchanges with friends. I bless Facebook and the hands that sent me the email that meant the world to me. So uh, it is a wonderful place, and we want to thank you for writing the book, and we want to thank Mark for Facebook and uh, for all the things uh, that it brings to all of us and how it brings the bereaved world as well as other parts of the world together. Thank you, Emily, so much for being on. Thank you. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. You've been listening to the Open to Hope show, brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, whose mission it is to help people find hope after loss. Remember, all these shows are archived on the opentohope.com site, and they can be downloaded on iTunes. If you like to write, and Emily, if you're there and you like to write, please get a hold of us through opentohope.com and uh, sign up for a Write for Us. We'd love to have you write about stories of grief, loss, hope, and healing. Please stay tuned next week again at 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. You can reach us through these shows through thegriefblog.com. Emily, thank you so much. This is your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Emily, thank you so much for writing Facebook fairy tales and helping us find hope through Facebook after loss. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. If you have found this show to be helpful, you may visit us at opentohope.com, where you can become a part of our caring community by signing up for Facebook, Twitter, and the Open to Hope Foundation newsletter. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.